What is going on, everybody? Welcome to You Get Out What You Put In podcast, where we give 110% because that's what you expect out of yourselves. Anyways, my name is Colin James, better known as KJ, and today we're going to talk about part two of episode one. So episode one, part one, we talked about how I came up in the fitness game, my story from the very beginning, where I tore my ACL, was a skinny, scrawny, six foot three guy, built some muscle, ended up trickling down this bad, dark journey into drugs and how I got there, how I came out. And it kind of ended where my journey started building KJ Performance Nutrition, probably better known as you guys know now, V1 Nutra. So I'm going to start from the very beginning of this journey, which is the beginning of Corona, basically July of last year. So I've been doing this for just over a year. I actually started putting in the business um, actually created an LLC, I think, July 17th. So it's just come up on a year since I actually created the business. Um, but before that, I had an inclination that I wanted to end up in the fitness industry somehow, but more directly the supplement space. So whether that's working for a supplement business, um, creating, formulating, helping them with marketing, any type of that thing, or on the manufacturing side where you're actually formulating, helping other businesses create their brands um just on the manufacturing side so you're you're more covering um kind of the bottle sizes the labeling all that type of stuff i'll go more in depth later but i knew i wanted to be in that realm somehow because of my past how i was addicted to anabolics and SARMs and that type of stuff and i've taken every single supplement possible i was just uh so passionate about this type of realm of this industry basically i knew i wanted to end up somewhere because i was just thinking if i could do this for the rest of my life actually have fun and enjoy what i do and going to work every single day that that's what i think everybody's looking for i think that everybody's searching for that one thing that they'll wake up every single day and be like man i want to go do this i wake up with excitement and want to go work instead of i wake up and damn i have to go to work damn it's monday and people just waiting for the weekend so they can have those two days where they don't have to think about the other five days of the week. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew that would keep my mind busy, keep me challenged, and actually have something to strive for. So beginning of Corona around what? Um, I want to say not June. Well, I guess probably probably beginning of June um, was when I really started reaching out to brands and manufacturing companies, literally just cold calling or cold emailing saying, what can I do? Do you guys have an opportunity? I would love to come down and work for free. Just sit in front of you guys. You can interview me. Is there anything I can possibly do to help you guys out? Um, I just want to get exposed to this industry, this space. And I think you guys can definitely teach me and I can learn from you. You guys have an expertise that I want to learn. And I'm young. I, um, I'm hungry. I want to get in this space. So emailed so many different people. Um, even reached out to guys like uh, Dominic who runs Revive and Raw, I reached out to him. He actually got back to me and said, yo, let's do it. Let's do an internship, send me your resume, all that type of stuff. So I sent it over to him, never got a response. That kind of hurt. Um, but then I reached out to Nick Bear, who's, um, you guys probably know him. He's the CEO of BPN, Bear Performance Nutrition. Very, very big community um, space. They do supplements. They do just the whole community of fitness stuff. Reached out to him, sent him um, a bunch of emails, reached out to his... Uh, not his marketing guy, but basically so many people that work for him reached out, emailed, and then I even sent him to the BPM warehouse a like resume and a uh, cover letter 
like put it on this awesome paper and just explain my story, his story, how I've basically watched him, grown up watching him, and done almost everything I possibly can um, to go down his path and worked hard and that discipline and all that type of stuff. Sent to him, never got a response. That hurt once again. But I just kept going. I wanted this so bad, I kept going. It was two failure, two big failures where people actually got a hold of one person, he just didn't respond. That probably hurt even more than um, Nick Bear, who just didn't even respond after I sent him all that stuff. But once again, like I just wanted this so bad, I just kept going. I kept calling people, kept um, emailing manufacturers, and finally a few got back to me. Um, the number one that got back to me was NutriCap Labs, which is a smaller manufacturing company. It manufactures a couple companies you guys probably know. But nothing huge like High Tech Pharma or these huge um, companies like Glambia that do like Optum Nutrition and that type of stuff that you guys probably know from like the vitamin shop and everything. So they reached back out and said, yes, we actually do have an opportunity for you and would love to help you with an internship um, possibility. So I was like, awesome, awesome. But I emailed back to see if everything's all set to go for the internship. And they emailed back saying, because of coronavirus, we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to bring you on. Our CEO doesn't think it's the best. Um, we are actually laying some people off. We don't really have enough payroll and everything for that right now. So email us back in about three, four, or five months, and then we'll see if we have something over to you then. So that was probably the worst worst feeling I've had in a little while because I was that close, got in contact with a few people, and then they all ended up saying no. But from there, that sparked something different. I was like, damn. Um, NutriCap does 144 runs, which is 144 bottles per flavor per um, product. So if you want a chocolate protein powder, you could just do a run of 144 chocolate protein powders, and you only had to pay for 144 instead of a bunch of other places that do 1,000 to 5,000 is the minimum order quantity. So I was like, wow, that's kind of a low um, investing possibility opportunity. So I was like, what better way to learn about this industry than just throw myself into it, create my own brand? Whether or not it fails or succeeds, I'm going to learn so much along the way. And freaking learn I did, man. I, I failed a lot, but just that one decision to go at it myself was probably the best decision I ever made. And I did not think it was going to succeed whatsoever. I literally did it just to learn, just the process of, okay, what goes into the formulation? Um, is it just 100% me? Do people help me out with that? Labeling, what do you need on the label? What guidelines type thing? So... It was uh, it was crazy, but from that moment right there, sparks just started flying. So, had to come up with a name for some reason. I came up with KJ Performance Nutrition, and that was the best I could think of. I was like, "Wow, this is sick." Went on to a um, logo design place website. It's called Design Crowd. So, if you guys are looking for um, kind of like a logo or anything for your business, as far as like graphic design, I think they even do um, a little bit of like animation type stuff, but what it is, it's called Design Crowd. It's basically, you go on, tell your story, tell exactly kind of what you're looking for, and then other people submit their ideas, submit their final logos, um, drawings, animations type things, and then you basically get to choose. So you get to choose anyone you want, and there's usually, depending on what you're looking for, logos, you probably get over 100 submissions of people just trying to give you the logo, but then you only have to pay the top one or two. Like, I chose to decide on the top two and then end up paying the top two and then I get to keep the copyrights to those top two logos. So those logos are mine. So Cajun Performance Nutrition started and I thought I got a sick logo. Some guy took a picture of me, I think off of my Instagram, put KJ and then did an animation drawing, um, like cartoon kind of of me and my signature pose. <laughs> 
and threw it in like a circle with KJ Performance Nutrition around it. I thought it was dope. It still is pretty cool. But the KJ Performance Nutrition doesn't really roll off the tongue. But anyway, so I had, that, I had the logo. I was talking to Niche Cap Labs. We were like, okay. Basically, I called them and I was like, what's the start? What, what do I need to do? I'm ready to kind of, I've got the money. I had traded stocks, which is kind of funny. I had gotten all the money from selling my truck. And then um, I had a bunch of Tesla stock that just blew up in that instant. Beginning of Corona, if you guys know, everything dropped and I bought. And then everything skyrocketed, especially Tesla, before they even split. Um, so I had a lot of money, or a decent amount of money, not a lot. But decent amount to where I could actually start this and wouldn't be a huge risk living with my parents. My whole family was home because of Corona. Couldn't really go out and do anything. So talked to NutriCap Labs, got them on the phone. Um, and basically what it was, like, the first thing is the formulation. So I got a formulation down. And then he hit me with the cost. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to do it. So what they do is 50% down, 50% when it's done being made and when it's ready to ship. So 50% down, I think I was looking at around 35 I think it was around $3,500 for I did 144 protein powders and 144 pre-workouts and my pre-workout was nothing special it was pretty god-awful actually it was more of an energy drink like an energy drink powder formula than it was really a pre-workout but it was just a simple semi-effective dose of all the ingredients i think it was a citrulline alpha gpc a little bit of l-tyrosine um like 150 milligrams of caffeine and i think that was about it Oh, and then I had L, uh, GBB in there, which is one of my favorite ingredients. Just helps your sweat each up a little bit. But that was it. It was nothing special. But from there was the um, the process of divide, designing, deciding on flavors and that type of thing. So it was like shipping back and forth. Months, months would pass um, before I even got to do anything. And then it was like two, three months down the road, still... Still figuring things out, still getting things shipped back and forth, getting the label figured out, which label design is one of the funnest things, you know, the funnest in the world, one of the most fun things you can do in the uh, supplement industry or any industry, like design is awesome. So that was a lot of fun, designing my own labels, putting my logo on there, deciding what I wanted, like paint splash, what are the colors, the color palette that I wanted to go with for the brand. And it turned out really cool, I think, the first one. But from there, so it was like three, three, week, three months later, I was like, wow, I should reach out to Cap Labs again. Like, I'm, I'm a client. We'll see if they'll take me on. I still need a little bit of an internship for my college um, to fulfill that and actually graduate. So reached back out, and human resources lady, um, super nice, and she reached back out and said, yeah, let's come down for an interview. They were in Georgia. I'm in Michigan. So I was like, okay, awesome. Flew out. Stayed. Funny enough, my buddies, um, one of my best friends um, from, I guess, elementary school, his parents had just moved to Georgia about 30 minutes away from this uh, manufacturing company. So I was like, awesome. Um, they allowed me to stay with them. I flew down there, had an awesome interview, and they offered me the internship right then and there. So from those three months from deciding to start my brand, I started my brand, got everything kind of done. Nothing was shipped to me yet. Um, flew down to Georgia, got the internship, came back. Corona was starting, starting to get lifted. They shipped me my products, and I was living at my parents' house um, back in uh, – Heartland, Michigan. So in southern Michigan is where I usually live and went to school and grew up. But my parents have a house in northern Michigan, which is where I started the brand. Um, so I was at my parents' house in southern Michigan, in Heartland, Michigan, good old Heartland, Michigan. And everything was shipped to me, which is crazy. Having a pallet, I think I had two pallets full of stuff. And it was only like 300, 300 units. Because the protein powder was so big, two pallets was 
a lot. But anyways, I did, I got all the product 300 units and I was like, holy crap, this is the most product I have ever seen. This is so sweet. I literally about broke down crying because it was, it was literally a dream come true. It, it's, it's when you create your own thing and it kind of comes to fruition and comes full circle, it's, it's a crazy feeling and experience. Um, so carried every single box down one by one to the basement where I had my little office set up, where I was doing YouTube, doing TikTok, doing everything I possibly could to kind of get the name out there, which I literally didn't even start until I think I got back to Southern Michigan. Like, I, I didn't start TikTok with the idea of, okay, I want to put my brand on social media. This is what I want to do. I started TikTok way back in, I think, July, just because I wanted to, I don't know, I was wanted to be on a social platform. Everybody was in the coronavirus zone, stuck in their houses, didn't really go out and socialize. So I'm 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 a usually a not lonely guy, but a pretty introverted guy. I'd find being by myself, but being with my family, I need an outlet. I need to at least a few times a week go out and do something with friends, go out and do something, be social. I downloaded TikTok. I thought it was something fun to do, be able to see other people my age and start doing the douche stuff. So I was I was pretty lean and started like showing videos myself with shirtless and like getting out of Lake Michigan and I don't know, like showering like Michigan, some stupid stuff. But I actually got a decent amount of traction, decent amount of views. I think I built in the first month or so like 13,000 followers, which is not bad. But then when I got back to Southern Michigan, got my products, I was like, okay, like what, what am I going to use? What's my strategy? Because just me, myself, yes, I could sell probably 50, maybe 100 to my friends and family and get the word out, word of mouth like that. But, like, how am I going to actually get traction, drive traction to my website, like my e-commerce website and Shopify? How am I going to do that? And I'm a big self-help, like, motivational speech podcast guy. So I listen to this constantly. I had gotten into running because I was training for a half marathon. I deemed the conathon. Um, I was going to run a 13.1 mile and then bike 50 miles um, on my indoor Schwinn bike, um, my commercial-grade bike that I bought for myself for my birthday. So I did that, and while I was like running and everything, I would listen to these motivational speeches, these podcasts, um, and Gary Vee was one of my favorites. He was very business-minded, and especially for the younger generation, he's like, you guys have so much at your fingertips. Like, If you cannot make it, if you cannot figure out anything with the internet now, you you just kind of lost your mind. You're so, like, you just don't understand how much you have at your fingertips, how much the internet can do for you and i built everything for my business from the internet from me just searching researching and figuring stuff out on my own yeah i made mistakes but that's what made me learn and that's what made me learn not to do it ever again and i don't think people really realize that you have to apply yourself first before you ever do something correctly so if you don't reach out to like i did so many different manufacturing stuff you're never going to get that opportunity and if you just get turned down by one person then you're done and defeated you'll never stand back up and message that person again and message a different person, then you'll probably get rejected three or four times. Like, I think Colonel Sanders, the guy who made KFC, got rejected. I don't know what it was, some story, like 100 times or something like that before he started his own thing. And it's freaking nationwide, worldwide now. So just stand back up and take those opportunities when you get them. I flew out to Georgia, paid for my own flight. I didn't have much money because I spent it all on product. Just go down there and get the internship. And it, it was crazy. So... Yeah, so I had all the products, started the TikTok, and I started it with literally just a me, a video, me standing or sitting at my desk, and I had the supplement shelf behind me with all of my supplements that I collected over the past couple months, a year or so that I still use. And I literally just said, 
yo guys here my credentials showed some shredded pictures of me that i kind of knew what i was doing and then i said i'm pretty much an expert when it comes to supplementation and like knowing what to put in your body and everything like that so if you guys have any questions want me to go over any supplements want me to rate them do anything like that just let me know leave a comment down below and that video blew up that was my most viewed like video yet and i i think in that first month like when i had my product and decided to um i got it in october and decided to release november 17th so i got it in october waited a whole month to be able to kind of market it and show it to people to explain what it actually did i went from i think 13,000 to 30,000 which isn't huge but that 30,000 i was able to create a freaking community and people that were waiting for the drop i had a couple hundred people just waiting for me to open the website and i had my buddies down there when i finally did um and it was the craziest feeling ever i sold all the pre-workout stayed up until i think it was 12 30 at night and finally sold out and i have this video of me saying well we did it we sold out a pre-workout in a day and i still get chills i'm getting chills just thinking about it like that that whole process, it was like five months of me just busting my balls, doing whatever I could to get the name out there, doing everything, making so many mistakes. I lost so many money, did a bunch of wrong things when it came to like documentation, paying the wrong people, never getting anything back, trying to do animations and all these things that make myself look more professional and do things. I, I lost so much money. But when it comes down to it, the people really resonated with me on TikTok in the social media space because I was so genuine. I wasn't trying to get something out of them. I was like, if you want to buy it, go ahead and buy it. If you don't want to, no problem. I appreciate you viewing this video and supporting me in that way. People don't realize how big that is. And the other thing I did was just respond to every single comment. So sorry, I'm rambling, but I'm going to go on with, so I sold out of all my stock November 17th, the pre-workout took about a week more to do the protein, um, had about 150 of each protein took a little bit longer because I think people really like pre-workout because you get that feeling you get okay immediate effects i'm energized i'm ready to go get those tingles from beta alanine and protein take a look a little bit longer um while i was doing that i was actually working at the vitamin shop too which is pretty funny i was able to put it on the shelf um put it in that one store for about a week or so the boss let me do that um but then yeah it came time to quit my job and start my internship to finish up my school so i flew down what was it november december I think I flew down in January. Yeah, I flew down in January to Georgia and started my job there as an intern. And the first day I was like helping the HR person, the HR lady file it, <laughs> fix her filing cabinet. Um, it was just kind of funny. And just right then and there was, I just took pride in doing even the little things. Like her thing was so messed up that I just took everything out and just redid it. And she was like, wow, wow, nobody's ever took that like much of an initiative to, actually fix my thing and i'm like yeah i was like yeah you need a bigger filing cabinet this just won't work anyways i went down there week as an intern they showed me around showed me every single asset of the manufacturing process from like how it starts to the call with the sales office to all the write-offs and how it gets mixed and blended the design room with all the graphic designers it was one of the coolest weeks of my entire life and then it got even more cool um so the hr lady was basically like okay i want to see my office at one i was like holy crap what did i do what have i been doing maybe i was like slacking for an hour i don't know so then she pulls me in her office and she's like yeah so one of our guys one of our sales guys ended up quitting or he he just left and we have an opening in the in the sales team and she's like you showed 
some great work. You clearly have knowledge of everything that goes on in here and the supplements and everything like that. And we're like, we'd like to put you on salary and hire you full time. And I was like, holy crap. Like, what is going on? I was in Georgia for a week and freaking doing my internship and then got offered a job. So I was like, holy crap. Like, I, I technically still need an internship for my school, but I was like, how, how would that work? And she's like, oh, that's no problem. I'll still keep them updated. You just let me know what you need from me and I'll, I'll do that for you. And I was like, holy crap, this is like dream come true. So the next month, all I did was basically help other brands. I was, I think I was termed a, I forgot what it was called, but I was a sales formulator or something like that. I was a, I was a brand, I was like a sales brand formulator, something like that. I forgot what my actual job description was, but so basically all I would do is I would get on these calls with people who would come in um, to do some type of form or survey online or visit the website or have some type of lead somewhere. I would call them back or they would call me. We'd set up everything I wanted to do and um, basically help them create their own brand. And like, that was, I loved it. I loved helping people create their dream and their business ideas from the formulation. They would ask me what I would think and we'd kind of decide and uh, um, co-formulate this awesome product. And then like through the whole design phase, I would just take them through all the steps and uh, then they would create their own product. They'd get it, send me pictures and it was really cool. Um, it was really cool, but that point in my life was the craziest ride ever. So I went down there in January, ended up staying with my buddy's parents, um, because he had finished college and he was down there living with his parents. They had just moved down to Georgia. It was about 30, 45 minutes away from, um, from the actual manufacturing plant in order to save money. I was like, that's what I kind of got to do. I might as well, I could get my own place. Yeah. But I was only making like 34 grand. So it wasn't. It was a nice little job doing exactly what I wanted to do. It didn't really seem like work, but that isn't really enough to support, especially in Atlanta. Um, so, so yeah, so I was living with my buddy, and f- after I did the internship, I got on this morning routine that was insane, and that's what really blew up my TikTok. So about a week after I got there, I got into this good routine, went to the gym, Got all my meals ready and everything like that. So on the weekends, I would pack my meals for the whole week, bake all the chicken, bake all the, or uh, cook all the broccoli, cook the rice, had a rice cooker and everything. So I get all of those ready for the entire week. Um, but what, but what I did was, uh, and I'll put this on TikTok. So if you want to go on TikTok and watch it, everybody thinks it's fake. Everybody thinks all this is really stupid. But this was literally my morning routine for three months, and I lived and breathed this. And this is what turned my entire life around to be where I am now so I would wake up at 3 30 in the morning sometimes three o'clock and basically kind of get ready get dressed and immediately make my breakfast which is my pre-workout meal so I would be eating that I would be on my computer um either making a tiktok yes I would would literally make tiktoks at 3 34 in the morning to be scheduled to be posted at nine o'clock and then another one would be posted like five when I would get off work so I'd make the TikTok, either edit a YouTube video um, or do some type of email, something that I need to do for my specific brand, not so much for work. And then from there, around 4.30, I'd be done, digested, be ready to leave for the gym. So from 4.30 to 5, I would drive to the gym, listen to a podcast at 5. I would get to the gym. Gym was about 30 minutes away. I went to the one closer to work to kind of skip all the, the morning traffic. And I'd work out from about 5 to 6.30, 7. Nice little workout get another TikTok in, respond to every single comment I could. That was while I didn't. (laughs) While I was at the gym, yeah, I responded to every single possible 
um, like message DM comment on TikTok, which when you get a multiple million viewed TikTok, you're getting thousands of comments and to respond to every single one takes a lot of time. There were multiple, like many days, many times that I got banned from commenting because they said I was commenting too fast and commenting too much. And it was just me commenting back to other people. So thank you guys if you commented on them. And hopefully I got back to you. But that's part of my success in the TikTok growth. Anyways, so I'll be done at the gym with 7. And it'll take me another 30 minutes because of traffic, get to work. So I would get to work about 7.38. Then I would go in, heat up my meal, and sit down. And once again, do some type of commenting back to TikTok and everything while I ate my second meal a day, which was usually like almonds, chicken breast, and rice. I think I had a little bit of broccoli in there. But that's literally about it. Then I'd grab my energy drink and go and work. And I worked from about 9 to the usual nine to five there, get off of work, make another TikTok. I was posting at least three TikToks a day. I scheduled them like two in the morning, one at night. That was supposed to be the best formula um, <laughs> for TikTok. I don't know if it did, but it blew me up. And then from there, I would drive home. It usually took me an hour and a half to drive home, listen to a podcast, which is a crazy drive home. Stupid because the Atlanta traffic is awful, even though I only live 45 minutes from the manufacturing plant. Um, so I want to have to drive home. I'd get home, get everything, pack everything up for the day, take a shower, and then go to bed by like 8.39. So that was my whole day from 3.30 in the morning to 9. And people think it's fake. And people don't understand that I, I literally did that for three months. And my buddy can attest to that. And I went from 30,000, around 50,000 when I got down there to I think I left like 290, 295,000 followers. And my business went from making like, 16 grand or something like that to with 300 units to I think my last drop in March before I left I was down there for about three months I had like 1200 units and I made like $55,000 in sales and that one drop and sold everything out within five hours so that three months of literally busting my ass every single day doing everything possible I could for myself my brand um, still getting I was literally still getting my nutrition and still getting the gym in while working like that was probably one of the most fun times of my entire life while being simultaneously the most busy antisocial time of my entire life. But those three months shot me two to three years farther ahead than anybody else I could think of. Those literally those three months of me doing everything I possibly could allowed me to quit my job, take my business full time, making more money than I ever have in my entire life. I didn't think I was gonna be making this money until I was at least 30, 40 freaking years old. I don't know. But this has given me so many opportunities to create relationship with so many people and just become this better version of myself. Like those those three months were insane. It was just mentally I was so zoned in, didn't think about anything except for getting that life that I thought I deserved and wanted for myself. I've slowed down since then, but you have to have those times in your life that you do nothing except for just focus on yourself, your goals, and just leveling up. It's it's crazy. Just devote yourself one day. Just one day, wake up at 5, 4, something like that. Go for a run. Do something in the morning and see how you feel. You'll come back and be like, wow, I did that before anybody in my neighborhood even woke up, and now i got the rest of the day to do and go and do anything that I could possibly think of. Like, just devote that first hour in the morning to something hard, something that you do not want to do. The rest of the day will be so much easier and you'll have so much more productivity and things to be done for the rest of the day. That's what I will say. So after those three months, um, 
with a crazy schedule. I was totally burnt out, but ended up quitting my job and went to live with my girlfriend in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan for a solid month because we, we started dating while I was in Georgia. Like the last month I was there, she flew out to come see me, um, decided to start dating from there. Flew out to go see her a few more times, and I was like, this is dumb. Um, my business is making a lot more money than I am working here. So I'm like, why am I still working here? I know these people have great relationships. And when I decided to leave, they were like, dude, yes, we've been waiting for you to leave. Like, go do you. This is your time to shine. Take risks. Go out. We see potential in you and your business, so go do it. If you need anything from us, let us know. But all, all to you, man. Go, go chase your dream. And that's what I did. So I was able to go. Went and lived with my girlfriend for a little bit while I was trying to figure out where and what I was going to do next. Um, it was a lot of fun. She didn't really like having me there 24-7, but um, it was nice to see her, see my family, and get back in kind of the the groove of normality in a sense. It was a nice little break from the three months of, like, killing myself day in and day out. And then a couple more drops, a couple more bad things happened with the manufacturer that I used to be with. Um Stuff didn't happen. Stuff didn't like be made. The shipments, the fulfillment center that I used, that I paid a lot of money for every single drop. I was paying around fifteen thousand dollars just for people to ship out stuff. So, because um, I couldn't hold it at my buddy's house or I couldn't hold it at my girlfriend's apartment. So, shipments were not being made. Stuff was not being made, and I was losing um, a decent amount of money because people were asking for refunds because stuff was taking too long, and that that just made me realize that it was. So much um, stuff was out of my control. It's not in my hands that I just want to take it back. So that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to switch manufacturers. I had other good relationships with other manufacturers. Um, so I switched manufacturers, got a great manufacturer now, different graphic designer, different labels. Everything is awesome. And I was like, wow, what can I do now to make sure that stuff is in my hands? I can ship it out when I want to ship it out, make sure if anybody wants a refund or wants a reship or anything like that i can do it and make sure it's up to my standards because that's what people really like if you if you've ever um email me or my customer service or anything it's all me i've not hired anybody yet so if you get something back that's me and i pride myself on responding like immediately if i have my phone which i usually have my phone on myself 24 7 i'll respond to anybody so if you email me right then and there i'll respond to you and usually it's within the first day and people don't don't really care how much or what I have to say back rather that I am I see you I listen to you and I'm responding back so whether it's not I'm sorry USPS has came and pick it up it looks like they're not updating their tracking system it might be a little bit longer before you get it or like wow we've lost your package you would you like a refund or something like that people people don't care they're like oh I can totally wait that long just the fact that I'm responding and being genuine and saying I see you I'm sorry about that I get back to you immediately people are like People love that, and I think that's one of the things that resonate with V1 customers. They want that immediate response and actually feel like a part of something. So I moved to Texas after about a month, um, lived with my girlfriend at her apartment. Her apartment ended as well, and she was done with school, so we decided to move out to Texas and got my own warehouse so I could store all of my products, ship all of my products out of there by myself, and it's been a crazy ride so far. Um, I missed a lot of details. I know that for a fact, but I will definitely, definitely cover them and they'll come up in different podcasts. But if you, <laughs> once again, if you literally devote yourself even a month, you're going to put yourself six months ahead of everybody else. It, it really doesn't matter. If you want it bad enough, 
and you want it deep down and you're actually you're actually hungry because a lot of people say they're hungry and say they want their dreams but they really won't do anything about it if you devote yourself and say no to people for a month say no i'm sorry i gotta work on myself i'm not going out i'm not going for that drink sorry man i'd love to hang out with you but just wait just give me a month i'll call you back in a month and devote yourself you become this this upgraded leveled up person yourself and then you'll be able to do anything. Like, I look at the world so differently now. I look at it as kind of an easy, as, as much as like an easy game. So there are people who kind of get caught in the, in the rat race, as they say, who get comfortable in the nine to five. It's paying the bills. They're slowly climbing the ladder. And yeah, it's, it's great. But I think they're one of those people that wake up in the morning and they're like, oh my God, man, if I could only go back to sleep, I really do not want to go to work right now. And then there's the other people that wake up regardless if they are in the 95 or not and they're making a million dollars, making $10,000. They wake up with a purpose, with a meaning in their life and say, wow, I am excited to go and do what I want to do. And they can't go to sleep because they're thinking about it so much. And that's the type of people I want to hang around. And I finally figured out that who you hang around with and who you create these relationships with will level you up. It doesn't matter really your degree, your GPA, anything of that matter. I mean, it does barely. But people really look at, are you charismatic? Is your personality good? Do you actually, are, are you hungry? Do you want to wake up in the morning? Do you love your job? Are you trying to help people out more than you help out yourself? And that'll give you more opportunities, more job opportunities. And people see that. People see when you're fake. People see when you're genuine. Don't try to be somebody else. That was one of the big things that I tried to do when I was coming to TikTok. I didn't try to be somebody else. I was myself, explained things the way I liked them, the way I was doing them, how I formulated them. And people like that. So people can see a lot more than you know. And that's a wrap on part two. Do you. Dedicate yourself for a month. See what happens. Thank you, guys. Episode two will be out pretty damn soon. We got a special guest coming. It'll be a good one. Thank you guys for watching. As always, you get out what you put in to put in 110%. Thank you.